back. We are back. Already a foul. We got a flag on the play. We have a tissue with gum in it. Personal foul, <laughs> tissue with gum in it. Get it out of the shot. Right, we are on it. YouTube right. again for those that don't know. I'm going to hide it behind Yes, just hide it. Just just no one will know it's even here. Okay. My daughter does at dinner sometimes. She just like puts <laughs> yeah. something behind her back and she just puts it on the table. Like that's like, Bell, we see you. No one Not, sees you. Come Bell. on, yeah. come on. Well, Nebraska is a winner, 38 to 17. Have you ever seen a game that was less indicative of 38 17? Like, if you just were. You were traveling back from Cancun Doesn't or even Aruba, f- Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it to <laughs> Bermuda, Bahamas. Come, my pretty mama. If you were if you were the Beach Boys and you were down in Kokomo and you got there fast and you take it slow. <laughs> Have you been listening to that song? Or? I, so we've started watching Full House again oh. for Mava. Mava, huge Full House fan. There's a whole episode on that, isn't there? there? There's, yes, they're like, they are on stage with the Beach Boys and all that. Like, it was interesting. Was the Beach Boys, were the Beach Boys that big of a band back in the day? Like, so think of the Beach Boys in the 60s. <laughs> No joke, were rivaled. The, they weren't the Beatles, but they were kind of like really. If the Beatles were were a, they were a B. Like, right? Okay. They were huge in the sixties. Okay. And then Brian Wilson, the lead guy, was kind of look at you. You know, you know yeah, yeah. a little too much about the. <laughs> I don't know what's more embarrassing, me singing. <laughs> I think you're more embarrassing because you're singing. Anyway, they still kind of you know are well known okay. band forever, but like in the sixties was their time. Okay. Well, gotcha. I'm just saying we've started. In the 80s, it was like old school. We've yeah. gotten like this. Uh, I feel like I'm instantly that parents like we want more wholesome programming for our children. Oh, yeah. What happened to the family shows? I just want a show about a family. So we started to have Mabel watch more Full House. Michelle Tanner hits at a 98% clip with Mabel. <laughs> but anyway, there was Beach Boys and they sang that song and it just it was in my head. But anyways. 38-17, not indicative of how the game went at all. No, does it even feel like we won? I don't. Well, here's the thing. In terms of like how you feel. Yes. Well, that's where, and and this is like, I don't know how much, I mean, if I was just a fan, I probably wouldn't do this. Like, I do urge, if people don't have a life or have time to do something, like, re-watching the game is very helpful. Yeah. I did that this morning. And it, and... Because for me, watching the game, how I felt during the game and then immediately after the game, I was very disappointed, very emotional. And I'm still disappointed, you know, and we'll get into some of the stuff. But I was, you're able to, when you rewatch a game, you just, you're you're removing all emotion from it. You're just watching it and taking it for what it is. And on some, in some ways, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was in the moment. But there were a lot of interesting things to take away from it. But you're right, though, to circle it back. Like, at the end of the day, they got booed yesterday. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was. booed. I, so, I, I usually try to rewatch the game, like, like I said, just because you get to see things yes. you missed. Um, didn't get a chance to. But I, I did get to go to the game. So, I was in the stadium. Uh, and that was its own experience because it was it, it was like big swings in how you felt because like starting out it felt really good to be there like oh, it was a beautiful day beautiful day it was a perfect day everybody could just feel, sense people were excited to be there but there was that the same feeling there I, I felt last year when we played I think it was Fordham yeah it was the first was that the home opener I believe so and people are slow to get they're they're slowing themselves to even applaud the way they normally applaud um it was really strange in that sense because like i remember by the time we got to michigan people oh, were going yeah. bonkers 
Michigan was the apex of like fans were feeling back, going crazy. Tunnel walk was loud. The tunnel walk was a little, you know, mild, yeah. a little like you can feel people just being like guarded almost. It's very well, people, weird. It seems like a lot of the fans are arms crossed yes. that mode a little bit. And I, I get it. But I was curious. I wrote that down in order to get the the, the vibe in the stadium. It what? feels. I don't know. I'm trying to find an analogy. It's it's like Nebraska fans feel like their girlfriend just cheated on them, and or their boyfriend cheated on them. They're like you said. You, they're crossing their arms. They're like, I'm I'm taking you back. But but we're on shaky I ground. Got, I got my eyes on yeah. you, and that's and, where uh, it just feels it feels tense right now. It's well, a tense relationship between yes. the fans and the team. I, I talked about how I rewatched the game and I felt better about it. But here's, I kept on kind of waffling back and forth in my head where I, I rewatched it. And there was moments where I was like, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was yesterday. But then like a little voice on the side of me, Bob <laughs> Devaney would pop up and go, this was North Dakota. Yep. Well, you cannot forget about that factor as you're assessing and digesting this game. Can excuse-making excuse making Nick Boss show up here for a second? Or not excuse-making, yeah. but just... Yeah, so you hit the door, I'll let him uh, uh, Come on in, Nick. Hey, can't blame me, bad traffic. Would have been here five minutes ago, just the way it goes, you know? All right. Just Nick. how it goes. Okay, but here, okay, hold on. Let me... Nick, you also owe me $10. I just, you know what? Oddly enough... <laughs> Gave it to a, a guy at the at the median. He said he needed it. So I just have no money on oh, me. Okay, okay. It's just one of those things. I'm sorry about that. Here we go. Excuse making Nick is in the building. Lots to work through this week. Yeah. Not make I mean again, not this is I'm not saying this is okay. I'm just laying out just things to chew on. Okay. Lots to work through this week. Jet lag, yep. long flight back. Okay. That's one. Two, you do have lots of drama with hot seat stuff for frost, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't that that. You'd have to imagine like the heat you walk into that. It's like a sauna inside those coaches. They're like, yeah. like Jim Carrey inside of a Rhino and Ace Ventura too. Like, yeah, warm, <laughs> kind of warm when we're. I mean, it's 15 hot. And 30. Isn't it crazy? It got hot in a week. Yeah, got really hot. Right back up. So there's that. There also was a little sickness working through the team. Okay, I, I'm curious to see how big of a factor that played actually on game day because during the week it sounded not good, but like I would love to see if like. Were some guys playing like borderline sick? Well, that's what I mean. Again, I don't want to divulge too much, but it sounds like there was there was a it kind of ripped through a lot of the team. Yeah. And I mean, just like anything else. You know, if you're I'm just making 90s movies references here, if you're Harry <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber. When you go to meet Mary Swanson, oh, yeah. and you're on the, I mean, if you're if you're spending the whole week just like. I mean, like maybe that was like the halftime speech. Like, everybody get to the bathrooms. Just clear yourself. Everyone's like, God. <laughs> uh, they all just went and harried from, I mean, they had to. Everybody but, came out like, okay, ready to score points? Like, I think so. I think Go I ahead. feel way better now. Like, oh, man. So there was that. And then you can't <laughs> underestimate the fact that there, are, <laughs> there, were, there were two captains out. Yep. I mean, Vokalek, ankle. We, yeah out and then uh nick henrich broken hand yeah he's out so you have two of your leaders out 
Yeah, I'm just just saying. Yeah, those are all factors. I mean, but but in the end, still, like we yeah, got to talk about the fact this is North Dakota State, North Dakota. And, yeah, North Dakota, yeah. and we like <sighs> oh, mucked around with them pretty good. Yeah. So well, I don't know where you want to start with well, that. But. So this is what I was gonna. This is kind of what I thought I wanted to do here. This this game was kind of a tale of two halves. Okay. And so what I wanted to do, rather than go drive by drive, I'll do that in the second half. But in the first half, I'm gonna go a little bit more broad. We'll talk about the defense, the offense, and then some different things that were like are there was a player that I ha- we have to figure out whether or not they were drunk or not. Yeah. And then we have to figure out whether or not Frost was drunk at the end of the first half. Um, and then second half, I am going to go drive through drive because there's some game flow things. Okay. How like little, little, it's amazing how this team, it's like little becomes big. Like yep. they, they, they snowball in terms of mistakes. But so with the defense in the first half, we we thought tackling we we talked about how tackling was an issue last week. Yep. That issue popped up immediately again in the first half, especially first third down of the game. Little comeback route, Miles Farmer's right there. He sticks him, he's 2 yards short of the of the first down. You go 3 and out, but instead Farmer goes torpedoes past. Torpedoes yeah. and misses him and I felt like it just set the tone in a bad in a bad way. It did. It did. It, it's 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 like it's one. It's it hurts your confidence, but even more, I think when a team you're expected to beat, just like that bust against Northwestern, that first drive of getting them kind of in a rhythm, I think it gave North Dakota lots of confidence. Yes, just that that first missed tackle just made him like. We got our nice first down. Let's let's we're in rhythm now. Let's keep going, right? Well, yes. And and it also we'll get into the time of possession numbers. It just kept the defense on the field longer, which ended up being a, a major factor in things. Yeah. But all in all, and I could have missed a couple. I counted eight missed tackles in the first half. Yeah. 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 The farmer missed that one. Farmer missed another one. So I had farmer missing two. Reimer missed one. Ernest Hausman missed two for sure. Maybe three. Yeah. And then there were two missed tackles for loss with Jason Peter Jr. Ty Robinson. And then Jamari Butler had was could have had a guy dead to rights in the backfield and yep. whiffed him. And those, so it's not just, they weren't just eight missed tackles. They were missed tackles that either A, led to first downs, or B, you would have had a tackle for loss, yeah. and it, then it became like an eight-yard game. Yeah, we we missed the big plays, and then we also missed the like the third down. Like, to me, our third, I would love to see, I'm going to pull You know, the third, third down, down numbers, numbers were not as good as I, I'm with you. I, I The I third down like- numbers were not as good as I thought they would because that's what it felt like in the first half. North Dakota was three for eight on third downs. That seemed it seemed like they were better than that. Yeah, it's, it's and then big. for the game they were six of fifteen. Doesn't that seem? It like, seemed like they got every third down that like they shouldn't have gotten. You know, yes. And so I don't know. That, that's surprising. It's not higher, but man, it felt like we just couldn't get off the field. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that 
has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Well, anything, I mean, we we tend to act like there's some big, like, big, you know, thought on how you miss, ta- like, guys just I mean, miss like, like, like Ernest, I like, I really like Ernest Hausman, but you know, he's a true freshman. Right. That's like, it's his first game playing. Like, that was like, I was like, okay, here comes the <laughs> freshman miss tackle. Like, that's part yeah. of, that's yeah, growing that's a pains. hard spot for him. Um, but, you know, guys like Ty Robinson missing, like, this is his year to, like, to, to break out like and he's been pretty quiet for two games um and our dbs man i don't know like they're, they're still i'm i'm not you know we got to give them some time to, to settle in and they're all new players but man i just look around and i just see like communication seems like it is like i was watching him on the field like it looks like it is just like every play uncertainty is in the air with them like they don't have that like you know Boom, I got this, I got this. You know, if right. they're going here, we're just like, it's not a known. It's like, we're really thinking a lot right now. I would, it, it's because I wrote that down. It seemed like, and this was more prevalent early, but it still was prevalent throughout, throughout the game, where there were guys seemingly scrambling and talking as the ball was getting snapped yeah. a lot. Yep. And that's a problem. And the, I I think we are we underestimated. We touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I think we really. I think one of the things you found out is how much you miss Deontay Williams, Markel Dismuke, Cam Taylor Britt, like those three guys in particular. Yeah, sorted things out. They were sure tacklers. Like I I just I don't have a lot of confidence in Nebraska's safeties or corners in communication and open field tackling right now. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, the other part that I think is uh, um, like, I, I felt like I saw a little bit more like of what I expected out of our defensive ends, like Mathis Tanner mm-hmm. and Nelson. I felt like I started seeing more like, okay, just why, especially Garrett Nelson, Garrett Nelson. I thought Tanner played a pretty good game. Yeah. I thought Tanner was physical and he seemed to be like, uh, he, he impressed me more than I think he ever had just in terms of like, he was, Everything he needed to do, he got done. Uh, Mathis got a sack. He's still, I think he's still finding his his role in this, like, in getting comfortable in the defense. But, like, Snacks and Stilly, and then you had last year's Robinson and, and Rodgers. Like, those guys, that that last year's four, you know, four-man rotation versus this year's, man, it feels like we're not getting any push or pass rush from the interior guys. Right. And man, I just feel like we're getting pushed off the ball sometimes. No question about which it. Which is surprising. I, mean, I know. And disappointing. Yeah. And disappointing. But yes, yeah, so I wrote down the, the missed tackles, the communication, the only communication, this will play well for YouTube, whatever this is, the guys got that down. They got that. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> whatever, whatever that, they raised the roof. I don't know what they, they raised the roof. You know, you're checking to some sort of either I mean, cover two, cover three. Like just, it's, yeah. It's the only thing those guys, everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh. The last drive, I want to get like, it. 
<laughs> the, running, the running like, man. They the know cabinet. all the dance moves. It's like, I remember that one. Like, <laughs> they start doing the Macarena. Yeah. I, I want to see, like, I mean, that's seriously, that's, a, that's all. They got this. They got to raise the roof down. I love it. The last drive of the half. I am going to go bit by bit with that one because there's a lot in there. Okay. And then that'll get into whether or not Scott Frost was drunk at the end of the first half. So there's about seven minutes left. Are we going to go over the offense in the first half? We are. Okay. So get ready because we're there's because that was, if I'm not mistaken, was that was the uh, the offense had that was the missed field goal. They they had the twelve play sixty one yard drive that resulted in a missed field goal. So here comes the North Dakota offense with about seven minutes left in the second quarter. Okay. okay. Yep. First down, they get a ten yard run. Second down, this was a they they blitzed the safety and Reimer missed a tackle. So it was like a double whammy. The the it was either corner or safety blitz didn't get home. Reimer yeah. then was kind of the last line of defense. They skirted out for a nineteen yard run. Then. Next play, seven-yard scramble run by a quarterback. The following play, there's another five-yard run, which picks up a first down. Talked about that Jamari Butler missed TFL. Huge play there. You, yeah. you, I mean, you have him hit yeah. in the backfield. You don't get him down. Instead, North Dakota gains three yards. Then there's a false start on North Dakota. Then Nebraska deflects a pass at the line of scrimmage. I think Caleb Tanner got in there, deflected a pass. Third and 12. Third down and 12. Yeah. I don't you probably didn't get a chance to see this on TV. They run a little little over the middle to a to a North Dakota receiver. Horrible spot. Yeah. I mean, he is a good yard short of the first down. And the ref, the line judge is like 8 yards behind the play, runs up and then goes to the first down marker. They don't even measure it. Jeez. I mean, it was horrible, though. It wasn't even close. They, the, those refs didn't give us a call all I know. Game, I know I it think. sounds like we always talk about, like, man, we getting stupid. They are screwing us, man. But every targeting didn't go Nebraska's yeah. way. Like, no. there's a lot of things that. It just was not. Yeah, no, no good spots. No, it was just one of those where every everything just didn't ball our way. But it was just, I mean, you give up a third and 12. Now, granted, you want to see them you know, not have it come cl to that close. But at the end of the day, I thought Nebraska got off the field there. Yeah. But instead, it's a first down. Um, th th two plays later, there's another 10-yard pass by North by North Dakota where I felt like it was another shaky spot where North Dakota gets a, gets a first down. Yeah. But here comes, we cannot confirm or deny whether or not Scott Frost took eight quick shots of tequila <laughs> and did a Frank the Tank beer bong here. Now, maybe you disagree with me, but here we go. First down and 10 with the ball at the 14-yard line. Yeah. North Dakota runs a runs right up the middle. Nebraska stuffs him at the line of scrimmage. Frost decides to call a timeout. So there's 54, second le 54 seconds left. Yeah. Second and 10, ball at the 14. The, Frost what, calls what I timeout. I don't remember, I'm trying to remember, is how many timeouts did North, North Dakota, Dakota had two timeouts? They had left. two. Okay. So Nebraska had three. North Dakota had two. Okay. Frost calls timeout. Here comes second and 10. They run a little play action. Quarterback has to run. He ends up scrambling. He gains two yards. Yep. So it wasn't an incomplete pass. Frost calls another timeout. Yep. Now it's third and eight with 46 seconds left. They run a little comeback route that's about six yards. So they're two yards short of the first down. Yep. Nebraska calls. Frost calls another timeout. 
So now there's it's fourth and two with 40 seconds left. So from when the timeout started to now fourth down, 14 seconds of the game clock has run off. Yep. North Dakota has time to think about what they want to do. They go up. They try to draw Nebraska offsides. Nebraska doesn't bite. North Dakota can call another timeout because they got two in their back pocket that they wouldn't have had been able to call. So they get to now group together and think of another, you know, what play they want. North Dakota runs a play action pass, picks it up. But we celebrated like we had stopped. It was a weird, it, it was one of those ones where the guy caught it past the first down, but when Tommy Hill hit him, it that's where forward progress is a weird thing because yeah. he caught it and he was past the first down, but when Tommy Hill hit him and got him down, yeah. he was way behind the line. And then for some reason, the, the ref on the side pointed first down for Nebraska. So I think everybody got confused. Yeah. But so now it's first and goal. North Dakota scores, but the refs have a horrible spot and they reviewed it and they still didn't give it to him. So they called North Dakota short at the one inch line. But North Dakota is able to call timeout because yep. they ran it. Yep. <laughs> they they wouldn't have had any timeouts left. Uh-huh. They call timeout now. They can stop the clock. Second and goal at the one inch line. Play action pass. Touchdown to North Dakota. 16 plays, 80 yards, six minutes and 51 seconds time of possession. Touchdown, tied 7-7. There are times where I just don't know if Frost has Alzheimer's and thinks he's back in Eugene, Oregon, or he's back in Orlando, Florida, and he thinks his team scores 52 points per game. Yeah. Explain, is was he thinking, I want to get the ball back and go try to score? Yes, yes. So that- I mean, what is he thinking? So, I mean, he caught in my, maybe you disagree with me now. I don't want to put it all on him because the players could have gotten off the field, but like to me, frost timeouts cost Nebraska seven points there. I don't think they cost them seven. They may have cost them four fair. That that's different. I mean, I think you've conceded they're kicking a field goal. They're scoring or they're kicking a field goal. What I think Here's the hard part, because I'm I'm a little torn on this one. I, this isn't obvious to me, because he called the timeouts, and I kind of went, all right, yeah, we're thinking get the ball back, right? Um, Your offense had done nothing at that here, point. Here's the, here's the problem, though, is it feels like you only do that when you're playing North Dakota and you know you can score if all you got to do is get the ball. But to me, it's like we hadn't really done that. And, you know, and then how many, I think it was maybe, was there 14 seconds left or something like that when we got the ball and we took a knee? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think at that point in the mindset change, just get off the field without yeah. making a mistake. So, like, I, I think that's another one where that's the old way of thinking. That's what I'm saying. That's the Alzheimer's of, it's, like. It's made, but see, I also don't know, like. There's a part of me. It's like if if we stop them and they get, then it's a good strategy to have done that. But it's tough. I don't know. I, I wasn't in the moment. In the moment, I thought, oh, he's, he's well, okay. He so that's the ball back. I'm always really big on that. In How did moment. you feel in the moment? Because in, in the, the moment. moment, the first time he called timeout, 54 seconds left, I immediately went, "What the hell are you doing?" I I think, yeah. I mean, I think the underrated part of of not taking timeouts as it puts the pressure on them. If they don't, if they get first downs instead of score, like then there's a time factor involved. Well, you also gave them time to calm down, to think, to scheme, to like, there's just, it's all that. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's funny how Scott Frost, if anything, is consistent. Yeah. Like he is trying, he's offensive minded. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to play to try to get at all times. He wants the ball back to score. That's been the, that's, that's been, been the game. His, his thought. I just felt like I disagreed with how that was managed at the end. That, and that's, that's a tough one. That one's a 50 50 because. Because I think there's way like if you have a a way of doing things, you probably do it the same every time. I think what's hard is like you probably don't do that against. You doing that against Michigan? You doing that against Wisconsin? Are not doing that against Michigan? And and now to be fair, but you might do it against North Dakota. That's the thing is like maybe against North Dakota. I'm not saying it's not the right move because you feel like you have the advantage, no matter what. So that's where I'm not going to say. It's a bad decision in all circumstances. I think it's like in a close game against a really good opponent. I think you play to just like get out of the half close. It just felt like Nebraska needed to get to halftime too. Like it felt like they the offense hadn't done much. The defense was reeling a little bit. I just and and I wish someone would have asked him specifically about what he was thinking about. I think it's pretty obvious he was thinking I wanted the ball back and try to go score. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. And that's... We don't need to belabor the point. I'm just... Because you're clearly not... It's a good... That's a good one to discuss just because it is... That is a strategy thing where, like, I'm not sold that there's one way of doing it. Like, I do... In a way, I think because it's North Dakota, you do it. I just think I wouldn't do it against Michigan. I just... Right. And I don't know. I would maybe do it against North Dakota. I also think there's a fine line between who you want to be and who you are. And I think who Scott Frost wants to be is who he's been when he was at central Florida and Oregon, where they were just, they were electric offensively. They're not there yet. Yeah. And now again, does the mindset have to be there regardless? Maybe. And maybe that's how Frost would be like, you, you have to, you have to preach and teach and coach a certain way. If you ever even want to get to that point. Maybe that's how it is, but I just don't feel like he's looking in the mirror and seeing reality yeah. if he's like, we need to get the ball back and ram it down. Well, and this is, I think this is a, you you win the coin toss, you defer, they take the ball, you're getting it half. That's I just, think that gets in coaches' heads a, a lot. Like, we get the ball at half, this is our chance to, to bang, double bang up. Him. Yeah, this is a double up thing, right? It's yeah. like a two for one in basketball or whatever. I yeah. think he's thinking two for one situation. And I get that. I think if you're kicking it at halftime, you probably think about it different. I think he was probably a little frustrated. They kept the ball away from us. Yeah, we we get the ball at halftime, and so this would be like you essentially lose your chance at doubling up because they kick the field goal, they kick off, and then they kick off again. You I think know? this is a window into, uh, and we can move on to get to the yeah. offense here. But this is a window into uh, just more of what the the football I grew up on is more like. A little bit more conservative, and, and you know. And Nick, I'm, just, a def- I'm a defensive guy, and right. I, I, like I'm I'm I'd be the type that would be probably less I, if it's not the fourth quarter. I'm I'm not using my timeouts very. I mean, like that's where I'm like a you know yeah. I'm a like we gonna we're gonna make them make mistakes managing the clock versus right. like stop it. You know what I mean? So like. It's not the end of the world. I don't think that was a blunder necessarily. I just think it was definitely pro offense thing. Right. Offense in the first half here. So again, 
here's the hard part. When I rewatched it this morning, it wasn't the offense wasn't as bad as I remembered it. But again, it was against an FCS team. Yeah. And the hard part is they only had four possessions in the first half. So there wasn't a whole lot to like. It felt like Nebraska's defense was on the field the entire first half. Yeah. So the four possessions were the first drive of the game. You had the 20 yard touchdown run from Anthony Grant, which we'll get into Anthony Grant because I need to issue a formal apology to that guy because holy shit, he's fucking good. Yeah. I mean, real good. But sneaky big play on that drive real quick was Nebraska was kind of pinned deep and there was a third and 11 picked up to Elante Brown to start that drive. That was huge where Nebraska was going to go three and out. and It was going to be three bad plays. Yeah. So big play from Elante Brown. But so drive number one, Grant 20 yard touchdown run as they drove down drive. Number two, you had Casey Thompson sack fumble drive. Number three, Nebraska's three and out in punts. And then drive number four was the 12 play 61 yard drive that resulted in a missed field goal. Yeah. So it really was the it was the second and the third possessions that were killer for any offensive rhythm and any offensive flow, especially the 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 second possession was the one play 13 second possession fumble that came right after the blocked punt. Where speaking of a guy that was Frank the Tank beer bong, what was Wyatt Lever doing? It's hard to understand. Just get away from the ball. I mean, just get away from it. Like, don't, don't, like, was he going to hand it to the ref? I don't know what, what, I truly don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he thought, did he think he was on the punt team and he had to, he wanted to down it? Did he think he could maybe somehow like grab it and run? I don't know. I have no idea what he was doing. That was one of those, Nick, that, you know, they were, they like reviewed it for a long time. And I was like, I was sitting there going, if we block if, a punt and we like, <laughs> I mean, Nick, like people would lose their minds. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what it was? It was remember last year. It was the, uh, it was that simultaneous joint possession. They remember against Michigan, that, yeah. that call we'd never really heard before the simultaneous possession and in simultaneous possession, it goes to the receiving oh, team. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then, and not to mention like the, the can Taylor bread fumble, but then the next week, it bounced and like yes, nicked and hit, him and right. nicked one of our guys or something because we didn't call Peter well enough. Right. Like when those things start, I mean, that's the stuff that you just go like fans start. So, so the fact that we, that we lucked out there, I mean, Nick, that psychologically would have been terrible, but it's frustrating because you know, you have, you have a potential big momentum swing here. Block punts are huge momentum I swings. I know. And then Wyatt Lever having a brain fart kind of got the, they had to go review it. It took all the air out, oh, and fine. then Casey Thompson gets sacked and fumbled. So you we you have there good field was, position. Nick, I don't know what it was, but there were so many like long TV breaks, yeah. and then they'd like come out of the TV break and be like, "And we want to review that now." And you're like, "What have you been doing?" I know it, it was it was I don't they took so forever. so it kind of stunted the game flow of the momentum there, yeah. and then Casey Thompson gets sacked and fumbles. By the way, Teddy P got lit up. Okay, so and that that bothered me because he's our best lineman and. I, I mean that was this is bad. This, this is the the the, the O line, the D line versus North Dakota is where I'm I'm a little concerned because it seemed to me like we had a clear size and athleticism advantage. Right. And I don't know what it was, but like these like undersized guys were kind of like doing what they wanted against us at times. And I go, that's the part that I think if we look at everything that happened. 
that's the most concerning of anything. Like if those guys, if you can't just turn and hand the ball totally. by four quarters, it's just so clear that it just feels like, man, they can't play with us. That's the stuff I go, man, like we're really, we really are missing something. Totally agree. That that still is, as I rewatched the game, the thing I kept having to remind myself, like if, if they're, if Teddy P's getting blown up, by North Dakota's defensive end. He was a small guy. He's a small guy. And I'm talking, he blew his ass up. Yeah. What is going to happen when you play Michigan or Wisconsin? I don't know. I mean, that's scary. And then same thing even for like, yeah, Grant, who again, we'll have our state of the apology tour here to Anthony Grant. At least I will. Like he turned of his 180 yards rushing there was not a lot there for some of those runs that he just made things happen. Yeah. Okay, you can run away from Johnny Fargo. Well, what happens when it's Michael Five Star or just, Johnny Four Star? Like, like, if there's not much room against North Dakota, there will be no room zero against, room. Yeah, and if you try to bounce it or whatever, it's just real quick. Also, on the fourth drive, I, I misremember that Nebraska is really driving the ball well down the field. Yeah. Again, I said 12 plays, 61 yard drive. And then it's amazing how there was a false start on first down yeah. when Nebraska got to the 22 yard line and it just got him behind the sticks and it killed the drive. And that was a play where Casey Thompson almost threw a pick. Yeah. Yeah. But then bleak road came out and missed uh, the field goal. But so in the first half, we went way long on the first half there. Yeah. Total yards, North Dakota, 173 yards, Nebraska, 147. To your point about, hey, this is North Dakota. It's like, yikes. Time of possession. North Dakota had the ball for 20 minutes and 38 seconds. Nebraska had the ball for nine minutes and nine seconds. Dude, that's the killer to me. It's like, we we need, like, we can't, like, we'll never, like, this is a game where we won this game getting killed on time of possession. I promise you the rest of the year, if that number is the same, it will be an L. Like, yes. we have to hold on to this ball because I don't think our defense is what they were last year. Last year, we kind of got away with being able to leave those guys out there a lot. Uh, I mean, we still didn't win a lot of games, but like, but we they were still, in position right. to yeah. win games if we would have just finished on offense. I mean, this defense, if they're out there all year, it's going to be a long year. Yes. we got to hold on to the ball. The time of possession in the first two games, whew, I mean dramatic difference halftime real quick be honest with me did you think nebraska was going to win at halftime i did yeah, i yeah. did not you thought we we're going to i lose. thought i and maybe it was just i truly i couldn't help it like is this how it ends like there were i was that was i was entertaining that i'm like this it, doesn't look I'll, good i'll tell you what the, it, like we we can't pretend that if we lost that game things wouldn't have Things would have gone nuclear. If we lose that game, as much as like we played bad and still won, if we lose that game, Nebraska fan base hits it's the nuclear. I think they hit the nuclear button. It's why it's why, but I don't know if you listened to one of one of the podcasts I did in early August. I ranked Nebraska's schedule in terms of most important game to least important game. And you can roll people can roll their eyes all they want and they did it at the time when they listened to the pod but now that that game came and went you know what game i had number one was north dakota you did i did <laughs> i swear Over because northwestern yes because you could survive my i viewed it through the lens what gets what is the least like what outcome if nebraska loses game x is it the biggest bleep storm mm, yes but i also think 
if you lose to Northwestern and then lose, if you beat Northwestern and lose to North Dakota, I think it's, it's like you've bought yourself a little breathe. Like I think a loss and a loss was the nuclear button. I think it had to be consecutive. You know how like, well, yeah, I, that, you, well, know, that's, you have yeah, two yeah, guys that, turn the keys yeah, yeah. To, to hit the nuclear code. Well, I know that you had to have both turn. Well, I know that's what's hard. But about it had it. to be one and two. Well, that I just said, I put the two most important games were North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Because you just could not lose those games, or it is it is key it is key, key, key blow turn it up. on three one two three turn. turn hit the button. That's what it would have been. So now that that game's come and gone, and you saw it, if they had lost that game, it was over, Bo. It was over. I I really like a sad as sad to say, like if you lose the first two and you lose the second game, in North Dakota, like we were, it was it was a slight chance of happening. I thought things uh, looked pretty. Pretty bleak at half. I, even though it was seven seven, like I go okay. I just thought the longer cat- they hung in there, yeah, the something more catastrophic was- would have had to happen. But like when there is that sort of like the when the talent is that much more on your side, time is usually your friend. See, but here's what's amazing, and maybe being there gave it the the bigger difference. The scary thing about the first half was you couldn't really tell who was the FCS team and who the Big Could. Ten team was. No, which is scary. That and that's. But see, I think like now as, in the second yeah, half, you could. Yeah. As time goes on, like we can lean on them. And then what happens is like by the fourth quarter goes bing, 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 38, yes. 17. Like totally. If you would have just like you weren't allowed to watch this game. And at the end of it, I said, here's the score. 30, you'd been like, nice. Yeah. Kick the, butt. Take the win. Right. 38, 17 is not a bad. No. I mean, it's like, oh, we gave a little more than we I think wanted I predicted to. 41, 17 on our wine pod. So like I thought it ended up like. Close to what I thought it would be. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's more about the state of where we're at. Right. Um, like, we're, we've got the girlfriend that cheated on us, and now every girl we don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. So bunch of cheats, bunch of lying, cheating. Bunch of lying, cheaters, Quars. man. Saw Quars. you on Cheaters, the show Cheaters. Yeah. Uh, okay, here comes the third quarter. Now, here I'm getting, now we'll hammer through these, but here we're going to kind of go drive by drive because there's important game flow stuff. Really, really good first drive. Huge to come out, and you had to come out and set the tone. Yeah. Clearly had a great scheme route combination. You have a 34-yard pass to Trey Palmer. Great call. Um, two plays later, you have an incredible run by Grant, where, again, it was literally nothing. He escapes for eight, nine yards. Grant then picked up another first down. And then all of a sudden, and we'll get to this, who called the plays in the second half? Because here comes an option. And Casey Thompson keeps it, gets a first down. Because he got asked that. So I here's oh, what I didn't here's what I did not look at the whole game. I never once looked at the coaches. Well, okay. I never looked because this is where the TV copy might have been better. I never looked at did they give a sideline like who's calling to play? Like, well, here's the thing. So I was going to do this at the end, but we might as well do it now because it just was really interesting. Do just do I'm it. Just going to do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Do it. I immediately text my brother at the start of the second half. And I said, am I tripping or does Frost have a play sheet in his hands? And he didn't in the first half. And my brother texts me and goes, he did not have a play sheet in the first half. Frost in the second half had a play sheet, had a pen, even had his reading glasses. Mm-hmm. And then the fact, the way he answered the question after the game, I wrote down the quote. He was asked, who called plays in the first half? 
and who called plays in the second half. Frost said, quote, I'm not ever going to get into that. All I'll say is we got a lot of smart people on the staff, and the more we can cooperate, the better we'll be. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. Does it even matter? That's where I, I like, no. we're making this into a thing. Yeah, what's well, different? They're and trying to win. They're trying to win football games. That's right? where. That's, that's the, where I can't decide if I'm succumbing to like the the drama. The you, drama. You want the drama, or do you? Does it matter? Right? That's why I really. I want everybody to sincerely ask themselves as you're because I'm. I'm not saying I'm like I'm looking down my nose at the people. It's like, what's up with you guys? And you know, doing they talking want, about this. Nick, they want drama, I, but I'm saying drama. I'm succumbing to it too. I was thinking about that. I text my brother at halftime. I wondered who was calling the plays, but then I sit there and go like. Does it really matter as long as there isn't anything contentious and anything like there's a bit like like Whipple and Frost walk by each other in the hall and they like hit each other and they're like, yeah, watch where you're going, Whip. Yeah, you know, and like or like as long as there's not any drama, which I don't, I don't know if there is. I mean, but I just don't like. I don't think people like you're just trying to win the game. It's like if the head coach wants to call plays, like. He he's the head plays. coach. Yeah, he's the coach. Right. Like, to me, even if you're Mark Whipple, now, again, there's there's a fine line between micromanaging and helping. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as there yeah. is an element of trust and all that between Frost and Whipple, I think this is much ado about nothing. I mean, the offensive coordinator still has a job. Like, his job is to, like, get the game plan. Right. But, like, if the coach wants to call plays, he can call play. He's the head coach. It's the head coach. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter. I mean, Scott Frost, that's what he does, too. Like, he's a... I just don't know. I just don't know if it... Again, as long as there is just... there, There's some... It, it's not anything where both guys feel angry at each other because there has been, i will say there are there have been like the whole thing as long as long as we can cooperate and stuff like like there's been little things like that that are like well are you saying that they're they're you're not cooperating or i don't know i'm just saying i think he remember did we not, talked about scott frost is very uncomfortable right now not it seems seemingly i don't know he seemed like he wasn't comfortable not calling play. well and and here's the thing the other reason I think he called plays in the second half, I thought the game, I thought especially that first drive looked like a frost drive to yeah. me. But because, by the way, the next play after the option was a nice little hit, a little play action hit Borkature right over the middle for a touchdown. Yeah. The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping? Well, here's the thing that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly... Wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth. And you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. But 
Here's what we know. Investigative Nick is here. Here's what we know. <laughs> we excuse-making excuse Nick. We have excuse-making Nick. Investigative Nick. He did not have a play sheet in the first half. He had one in the second half. Yeah. And then the other zoom-out thing is, you wonder if Frost, as he ran off the field at halftime, as he's getting booed, if he goes, I'm going down my it, 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 It's 7-7 against North Dakota. This is it. Yeah. If if we are going to lose, we're going down with me calling the place. Yeah. Or I'm or at the very least, I'm going to get more heavy-handed in what the we're doing offensively. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I I don't know if we're making this a thing and I don't know if it needs to be. It a doesn't thing. have to be a negative, right? Like yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. If, you know, like if there's a change in how they are calling plays, like that shouldn't be like viewed in a way that's like negative, right? It's like it, it should only be viewed as is this going to help us be better? Like if it the only reason you'd you'd have a problem with it is if it made us a worse team. Like I don't know. I just I, don't yeah. know. I don't know I either. Zero idea. I just don't know. I mean, if you're if you're an offensive coordinator, and again, it's all in like the micromanaging versus healthy, but if you're an offensive coordinator and if you're Whipple and Frost comes and goes, hey, here's what I'm seeing. XYZ, LMNOP, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like, I think we can hit him with this and with this. And it and it's helps you. Whip's probably like, great. Yeah. I mean, because Whip just wants to win too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Nick, I, I, I think if you're not in those rooms, you don't know like I, I I don't I have no idea I don't know either but it just I think it's clear that it either Frost called the plays in the second half or just had more of an in, input on the play and calls I don't know but he, I don't know if it really is his, matters is he really more focused on the run stuff I don't know because I kind of gotten the sense in the offseason was like he was more like in the run stuff and whip was going to be more in the past stuff. Maybe? Cause I think I, I do think and Frost even talked about this, uh, like where it's they're They're still working through all this stuff. Like that's where they're still figuring out the best marriage of how they're wetting the two. Yeah. Cause there was some of the motion, still, the motion, motion into blocking and, and yeah. stuff like that. And so I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if it fully matters. It is interesting, though, that like no play sheet, play sheet. Like that's in, that's definitely more involved. That seems like more involved. I don't know if it fully matters, but it's almost like I'm a hip hop guy. Like, you know, Dre's in the studio with Snoop and says, instead of saying this, say that. Yeah. Who cares if it makes the song better? Yeah. It doesn't like, matter. Well, hold on, Snoop. Did you write that? Like, nah, my <laughs> homie Dre wrote it. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say one two three and to the five he said one two three to the five that's how we did it but you know like yeah as long as it makes the song better why does it really doesn't matter that's the point like we don't need to create drama if it doesn't matter yes. right the only drama that matters is like drama that like negatively affects and we'll team. see how it, how it plays out but i mean to go all colin cowherd be like i'm not visa or mastercard i'm not in the credit business yeah we all need to get out of the credit business on who called what play yeah. or whatever so, okay, but six plays, 75-yard touchdown to start the third quarter, Nebraska up 14-7. to seven. North Dakota comes back out, okay? You had your very first third and 12, where North Dakota quarterback did a really good job yeah. of buying time, buying time, buying time, finds a guy down the field for a first down. But a couple of plays later, it's ultimate warrior time. Take the ropes! Shaking the ropes! 
I mean, he was on one in the I Nick, he every play was like dancing he, and he's, like he's got a real interesting his I mean he's he a was, lot of finger, there's a lot of finger guns, a lot of finger pointing. He I mean, was I mean he, he had just, a gr- a ton of energy. Yeah. But so he gets the strip sack fumble. Stefan Wynn recovers and he had a, his stats weren't great. The ultimate warriors, but he really played well. He was all over the place. Yeah, he pressured the quarterback a lot. Yes. He was hustling. He played really hard, but I mean that, that strip sack huge was huge just for the mentality. The whole team, I think they saw one of their leaders like make a big, right. big time play, like a big, big boy in the moment play. Uh, I think that play probably as much as Trey Palmer's catch will get to like that play won us the game as much as that. Yes. Yeah. No question about it. So then Nebraska takes over first play. Another amazing Anthony Grant play where that was they had the bobbled exchange. Yeah. Nothing's there. And Grant somehow runs for 17 yards. Yeah. Like incredible. And then. Two plays later, he had back-to-back passes along the sideline, and we didn't get a replay on it. Did Marcus Washington straight up drop the one? You probably don't remember clear enough, but he... I thought he caught it. Well, he... No, I'm talking about the... the, This was second half. uh, He It was uh, was down the sidelines towards the end zone on the North Dakota sideline. Washington, I thought, dropped it. Then the very next play, they threw it to Chancellor Burlington. Oh, Chancellor. Chancellor Burlington came in the game. Uh, you need me to run a flag? No problem at all. Oh. So Chancellor Brewington, but that was a play where he clearly, I thought, got targeted. He did. I the mean, guy, the North Dakota guy missled him and I they mean, reviewed it. Let me just tell you something. The, that, the only explanation would be is that they didn't have enough camera angles because, like, when in the history of the last three years, if somebody gets decapitated, on a like a bang bang and his head goes back like and it was a high he came high yes when have they when have they removed the target i've just very rarely seen when it goes to a review i feel like more often than not when it's reviewed it's a, they they it was, keep, a it was just interesting. Day we missed we missed all of our review i mean it was just a yeah. weird day so then bleak road comes out and makes a 46 yard field goal so now nebraska's up 17 to 7 can Nebraska seized control of the game. This was a disappointing drive. Yeah. Second down for North Dakota, 62-yard run, where homeboy basically got untouched until he got inside the 10-yard line. And that's the stuff that, like, that kind of play right there, you've got the game in a great position, and you find a way to just, like, Give up and like that is the sign of a team that has a long ways to go to me. To me, yeah. like no different than the the North Dakota. I mean the the Northwestern bust where we're up like fourteen yes. three, and we give up. We like we give up that easy touchdown, right? Like we get a full you know just un, untouched sprint down the field where I go like what are we doing? Like what like where is the urgency to, to finish the game and just be sound. You because know? It, it was clear, especially re-watching it, Nebraska had North Dakota on the ropes and was ready to completely grab a hold of the game, give up a 62-yard run. Now, I will say, good on the black shirts. for They, they hold North Dakota to a field goal. They stand tall. North Dakota makes a 23-yard field goal, so now it's 17-10, to 10, but still a disappointing drive yeah. for the defense. The ensuing kickoff. Nebraska's kickoff return. 
there was a miscommunication between Anthony Grant and Jacob Winemaster. I think his first name's Wine Jacob, but he was whining that he wanted the ball and Grant ran over. It looked like it was the wine pod. The wine wine pods brought to you by Jacob Winemaster. Uh, But it looked like it was clearly to Winemaster and Grant came like, I'm having a great day. <laughs> no, Anthony, slow down. I mean, it was clearly to wine. Master. It was wine masters. Yeah. Uh, but that's just simple. Like Nick, like just being really good at communicating. Like, right. If you can communicate most of the, like the, the bonehead mistakes go away and we still are like, we we're still not quite there with that. So here's, here's why this is important. Here's more game flow stuff. So Nebraska, they, they bobble it. They got to jump on it and Nebraska gets bad field position. They start at the yeah. 17 yard line bizarre bizarre time to put Gabe Irvin in the game I love it this is where it's not about Gabe Irvin like that's why you got to like separate the two I'm not anti Gabe Irvin but it feels like a weird time to put Gabe Irvin into the game at running back for the first time the entire what's hard though is like Grant was rolling so so but, but Grant had just had like a uh, you know, he had a, a pretty long drive. He made some good runs. Maybe, you know, maybe that's your time to give him a break. So I get like rotating running backs is okay. Um, I feel like they want Grant. I mean, not Grant. They they want Irvin to be the number two, but it's AJ Allen. Allen is kind of like, for whatever reason, they feel better with Allen a lot of the time. Um, so I do think like that's the. Between Allen and Irvin, who the number two is, well, isn't clear yet. But poor Irvin, again, has just gotten a bad. Every time he's been in the game, he's either had no holes or it's been like a backed up situation. He's had a really like unfortunate um, start to his careers in terms of like the opportunities have been bad. The opportunities have been just bad. Random. Then he gets hurt. Yeah, and now because the first. All of a but sudden, he a weird drop. He gets, the, he, he gets a swing pass and he drops it, and then you just don't see. He gets then, one then, run, then, and then, then yeah. the next down, he gets a he gets a handoff, and it's just stuffed crust pizza everywhere. I know, but that's the but so drop the dropped the dropped kickoff leaves us backed up, which makes everybody a little bit everybody more nervous. nervous. And Irvin, Irvin gets and stuffed, back, and then Irvin gets a drop pass. Then he gets so like. We're out of rhythm officially. And then here comes third down, and Casey Thompson throws an interception. It looked like it was pretty good disguise. They had a guy over the the yeah. nose. It was a backer, and then he dropped into coverage, and I don't know if Casey well, never they, saw they him. They say with tall off, offensive linemen and a short yeah, he's quarterback, like, sometimes it's like right. Those guys that drop from, from right underneath, ah, it's you, hard to see. I could see that. I could, so Because like, your eyes are down the field, and those guys like, don't come in because and that view. linebacker really that was yeah. a that was a way above his head pick. Yep. Uh because Casey doesn't look tall. I'd love no. to I'd love to stand next to Casey. He does he not might, he might be shorter than six foot. That's what I was saying. He he does not he if he's six 5'11". foot, he looks like he's close. I guess he looks like he's closer to five eleven than six one. Yeah. Uh but he, he, in any event, but this this it's is just a, where uh, I'm such a believer in this. The the drop kickoff and the drop swing pass, like those plays 
are as responsible for the interception as any. Yes, like it's, it's how Nebraska like has been. It's it's this like series of like be, series of bad plays lead to worse plays. Series of good plays lead to better. That's like, why that's, that's why I wanted why, to go drive by drive here to talk about because I think it's important to point out these game flow things that seem to when you drop the kickoff and you you were pinned now on the ten instead of being on the twenty five. Like offense's playbook shrinks and and, and people's sphincter tight. tight a little bit and so boom interception so now it's first and goal at the eight yard line two plays later north dakota's running back goes untouched up mm-hmm. the middle again which is just like yikes yeah. guys yikes and so now in a span of 90 seconds north dakota has scored 10 points and it is tied 17 to 17 with four minutes left in the third quarter. And Husker it, fans took the, the key, the keys off and they were just, they were holding them. They're like, ready to uh, nuclear submarine, blow it up. I mean, they're ready to, blow, I mean, at this point, yeah, it is. I, there are some, there are some people sitting behind me and my wife at the game. And my wife was like, my wife was not happy. With was she ready to, she was ready to say something. Cause these guys were, they were running their mouth in a way that was like, it wasn't just like disrespectful. She about it to was snap like, and hit oh, him with the neck. She, I mean, like I was just like, easy girl, easy. And she doesn't. I mean, she's not. No, nice. I know it. I know she's but not. It's just Court's like the sweetest there girl in the world. There are people but, that, that. Oh, just you can like, feel it. That are so. It was almost like they became anti-Nebraska in a weird way. I'm it like, felt like weird. This is where I was. I felt like they were going to lose it half, and then when this happened, I you start really going as like, is this where it ends? Is this where the Scott Frost era? Think about is how it, bad of a of a mindset. I know for fans, that's terrible. We're watching games just like you think it's like it's over. It's this is it. This like is I it. know we're gonna win. I know we're gonna win. Oh, right. even though we this, I know we're gonna. That's a good mindset. We have bad mindsets right, right now. Right. So now we seven, are the jaded girlfriend. Yes, it's seventeen <laughs> to seventeen. Anthony, mother, and Grant. Because Nebraska comes out, they run four plays. They have a good run by Grant. There's another good run by Grant. They get stuffed, and they had a first down pass to Omar Manning, and then a 46-yard touchdown run by Anthony Grant that was just an amazing jump cut. It didn't look like anything was there. He looked elusive. He looked like he was fast. When he jump cut, it was like... He hit that sideline, boy. Uh, I think Tom Tom Chattel in the paper said he like something like he like he's fast, but it it's all strain and it's not like it's not yeah. like he's not like a glider, but he's fast, but he's like he's working on right. It, There's some know? guy like a. Who is a glider? Like Amon Green was a little bit of a glider. Oh, Amon, like Eric Dickerson was like, yeah, you know, just like, like you know, like, but. It's, he he looks like I mean it's really yeah, like it is one of those like but he can run he doesn't get ran down that's the thing is like he's not like a slow he, guy it was he's an amazing jump cut but like so when he got the jump cut and you could see he was gonna get the sideline I was like I don't know if he's gonna score here but then homeboy hit the Kawasaki with the <laughs> there you go oh. hot damn there he goes but <laughs> the remote control car. <laughs> So what an amazing, I mean, Anthony Grant, God damn, okay, what, an, now, what an answer. This is what I don't know. This is what I don't know. Cause we got to talk about this guy. Now you've been holding Show, on. Do you want to, I got, I got to talk. Okay. Is Anthony Grant a baller, a baller, or have we just had such bad running back play for three years that a 
good player I don't know. is hard to even like like that's what he's a good player. Yes. I don't know if he's a great running back. I think he's a good running back. I just know that he's so much better than what we've seen the last three years. We've had terrible running back play for three straight years, Nick. He's so he's, that's where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I still don't know for sure that we got the guy. I think we got a guy. Like we got a guy. It's pretty good. But is he like, is he going to be a dude? Well, and there's a, to build off of that too, there's a difference between, I mean, he lit up North Dakota, not, not trying to take anything away from him. He got a hundred against Northwestern. Yes. He got a hundred against Northwestern. He got 189. So like 200 yard games starts building a resume where I'm going to go. Okay. I'm, I think he's pretty good. I don't, I get my attention. He's got my full attention right now. And I feel bad because I left the first Northwestern game kind of thinking that's why I'm eating. That's I went on one date with him. It went Okay. We, no kiss goodnight. Things got a little awkward. We had dessert. He, I wanted to share the cheesecake. He wanted his own tiramisu. No what kiss. about the second date, though? The second date. Oh, man. We went and had a great steak and just, let's just Something say, happened? it got hot. And- <laughs> You're saying something happened. Things Nick. got hot and heavy. Whoa, so you're definitely seeing him again. So I am, there's going to be a third date with Anthony Grant. For sure. But, so I don't know. I'm When's with you. When going to meet your parents? That's what I want. Well, after last night, I called you after the he dropped me off. And I said, I think I think I have the one here. You think he's the one? I haven't felt this way since the mirror. I have not Nick, felt this. I know it was hard losing the mirror, but... So, but I, I'm with you. Like, he looked great because it's been a long, it's been since a mirror. Yeah. Since you saw Nebraska have a running back, there were numerous plays where there was nothing there. Yeah. He made, he made something out of nothing. I mean, which- the 46 yard touchdown run, most every other running back over the last three years would have just like gotten a four yard game. Yeah. Oh, my house that bitch. That that's the difference between potentially winning and losing. Yes. It's like you got to have your better players make plays. Yes. And you know, win games for you instead of like relying. You can't always rely on like we're going to out scheme them on every right. play right. and out execute them on every play. You, Sometimes you, you yourself you just got to have a guy make plays. Totally agree. Because you cleans just, up the the times you don't. Absolutely. But so huge answer from Nebraska because now Nebraska leads twenty four seventeen with two minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. It ended up not being a big deal, but there's a penalty on North Dakota on the field goal, which is assessed on the kickoff. Yeah. Here comes Nebraska's quick off. Brandon Frankie has had quite the first two games. Frost said after the game that when there's a penalty on the, the field goal, the PAT, they, they want to squib it and yeah. try to pin him inside the 20. Brendan Frankie kicks a line drive right at a North Dakota player and North Dakota recovers it and takes over at their 33. And now, so now again, it's another moment where like people are excited about the run and you could hear it on TV. Somehow some guy's voice picked up clear. He goes, goes, what are you doing? (laughs) You could hear it clear as day. But okay. so, but this is one. This is one you need. Like the same reason we talk about, you need to sleep on it for a day. Sleep on it and then think about it. So I did. Like it took me a night where I thought about this morning. And went okay. Let's think about this. You get 15 yards. You kick it out of the end zone, right? 
you get the ball goes on the 25. Yeah, it's only eight. The worst thing that happened on that, like the worst way to do that squib kick is hitting the guy that we hit and they got in the 33. It's an eight-yard difference. It's not a huge no. difference, right? So the right play is to squib it. No, I'm not. Do- to squib yes. it good, though. Yes, like be, yes. Squib it correctly, and you have a chance to pin them, which I think you should do. Totally. So it took me, because Nick, I, in the moment, I went, why don't you just kick it out of the end zone? I thought that on right. the field. I go, right now, but then I thought, man, I always want to do make the right play. What is the right? The right play is squibbing it. Right. So I think we are just, it just shows you like we're, we're so emotionally wrecked. We can't think straight. Well, that's it. That's the right play, but we yes. can't think straight. Yes. Let me make it clear. I'm with you. I, well, when it first happened, I'm my first, I was like, oh my God, did they try to onside kick it again? But then you watch it again and you go, no, that's a squib that's that a squib. just was win awry. Yeah. I'm fine with the squib. It just was poor execution. It just showed it. The problem was just, again, it was like that, like Nebraska tripping over themselves. Again. Even though it wasn't that big of a deal, because it was an, it, like you said, it, it was going to be an eight yeah. yards. So it wasn't that big a deal. It was more about just like, God, can't do another, like, can you guys do anything right? But see, that's more like, can like, uh, this kick, like, that's why we should have never onside it, because this guy can't freaking do it. Brendan Frank. He can't do it. Brendan Frankie, if he was a waiter, he'd be like, all right, take those 12 beers over to the table for uh, yeah, like, all right. And the manager's like, you sure you want Frankie <laughs> to be the guy bringing those over? Like, Fumbling Frankie? What's the worst that could happen? Fumbling Frankie's never <laughs> delivered a beer on time in 14 days. You think he's going to deliver an entire 12-pack to a guy? We've been hey, tracking Frankie. slips, drops, breaks, <laughs> <laughs> spills, and <laughs> and Food, wrong orders. And I got to say, since Frankie started, there's been a lot more. We don't know who it is, but we think we get a hunch here. Give give me a break, Frankie. Sheesh. But Frankie's having a rough season so far. Sheesh. But Nebraska forces a three and out even after that. So it's a punt. So it's not a big deal. It's just like it's another like. So the drops kick off, the interception, the this squib. It's just just more like you think you're ready to take control, and then you just this is what is this is why Nebraskans that were there and watched feel like they lost, but we really won, right? Because it's just these kinds of plays stressed and we keep doing this instead of making an easy day for them. It was a stressful day, so it's more about how it looked and not what the actual results. So Nebraska, so. Again, three and out punt, minute to go in the third quarter. Uh, and again, maybe I'm just like, I, I am that guy that's just, I've always felt like my blind spot if I were a head coach, especially in basketball, but the same thing for football would be subbing, seeing the value in like, if I were a basketball coach, I would have like a six man rotation and I would be tight. Yeah. Why is Anthony Grant not in the game? Now, I know he just had a 46 yard run, but like, you're that tired. You're you're that tired. I don't know, because then he's not in the game. He's killing. Yeah, North Dakota, but it's AJ Allen in the game. AJ Allen comes in, he gets stuffed. Casey Thompson scrambles for a first down, but there's a flag on the play. Nate Borkacher gets a holding, so it backs him up. Then it's the end of the third quarter. It gets to third and fifteen, and they call Casey Thompson for intentional grounding. Now, what's hard is it looked like they were trying to set up a screen for A.J. Allen, but he tripped and fell. A.J. Allen was there, but 
But I think the fact that he fell made it harder for the refs to see. And then I will say Thompson's throw was, was who you got to make. You got to send it more to the receiver. He it was through it straight. Down. It was closer to straight down than out at all. Yeah. It was a bad throw for Thompson. Yeah. If you're going to throw it away, you got to, I mean, you got to sell it a little. Bit, right. So, know? so I know that's where I wanted to give him a break, but it's like, man, that's a, you know, I'm sure you don't like, like I QB drills. Let's work on intentional grounding throws. All right. Getting a line. Like you're not working on that, but it's like, come on, Casey. Like what was that throw? It was just, yeah, it was terrible. So fourth and 15, got a punt. Now North Dakota gets the rock. This is where my boy O'Shawn Mathis finally shows up. I was so hoping they were going to play Mathis. Oh, got sacks. They, I, I was waiting. I was literally waiting there going, are they going to play Mathis got sacks? I know. I thought they were going to my, my Twitter just blew up <laughs> when it happened because, uh, Second down, Mathis gets a sack, which was just exciting. Then you get to third and 13. It's an incomplete pass. Now North Dakota has to punt. So another good stand here for the defense. Nebraska takes over, own 10-yard line with 11 minutes left. This is the, the game. This things are It's 24-17. Yeah. There is a late hit on North Dakota on Casey Thompson. Again. Picked up. Looked like targeting. Picked up. And they review it. No targeting. Huge. Because instead of the ball being at the 10, it would have been at the 25. But it stays at the 10. Nebraska gets stuffed running the ball up the middle. Then there's a false start by BB, Bryce Benhart. One of the BB boys. One of the BBs. One of the the BG's BBs backed him up. And then this is the biggest play, arguably the biggest play of the game. Third and 14. 10 minutes and 15 seconds left from Nebraska's own seven-yard line. Casey Thompson, 31 yards. Trey Palmer, high points. It wasn't even that good of a throw, but Palmer makes a play, catches it. Huge play. I I don't know why. Every time I see Trey Palmer, I just think, Trey Palmer, got to go. You know, like, (laughs) he's just like, he'd be the guy in the football you know the college football movie that's just like the typical like fast cool wide receiver fast, like, cool. go. yes <laughs> no. like walk it walk it yes exactly like is there ever a moment where trey palmer fast, isn't you know, like, really cool he just looks like he's oh, a cool I, think, dude. I mean so i just every time it's like trey palmer gotta go you know like but he, it's a what a play oh and then for honestly it felt like that play broke North Dakota's spirit because it's because it's seemingly that was the play. Yeah. Because I'm telling if that play stuffed and Nebraska's got a punt and they're punting from their own end zone, who who knows? And the what pressure happens. cranks up. It's I mean, 31 it's, it's 24. A, that play is I mean, and here's what I'll tell you. In support of Casey Thompson, what I've seen from him this year, I I think his demeanor and his mindset he's been backed up he's had some third and longs and some tough positions where he looks very comfortable making the play on those types sitting in the pocket right holding in tight and throwing like he's threw a couple of the you mentioned the the Alante Brown yes. throw um you know he just seems to be a cool customer when the time, when the chips are down, I think that's one of the things that gives me the most hope over anything. Is it like Casey Thompson seemingly doesn't, he's not scared. And I right. don't think he's scared of the moment. Um, Trey Palmer is a real threat. Anthony Grant is a player. Yes. Those three things give me a lot of hope for this year. And 
I, it's crazy because these guys weren't on our team a year ago. Yeah. Yep. And so now it's all of a sudden like a lot of our hopes for this season are riding on those three. Days. Well, you can even argue that the Nebraska's second two best receivers are two guys that weren't here last year now. And Marcus Washington and Garcia Castaneda, even they though are. Garcia yeah. Castaneda didn't do much in this game, but Marcus Washington, had a couple of those, those are the three guys that are going to be really playing. And, you know, like, Oh, you know, we're all excited about Omar. I mean, Omar Manning is going to be a role player on this team. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he he, he he caught two balls. It's fine, but like, he's I mean, going to be a role guy. He's going right. to come in. He's going to block a little bit. He's going to catch a couple of select routes. But those guys are going to be the majority of the right. targets. Alante Brown a little bit, Oliver Martin a little bit, and then your boy Vokalek. Vokalek Once coming he gets back. back yeah. I know. But so so in, like that play happens, and then it just feels like the levy broke. Like all of a sudden, Nebraska was just running the ball. It it literally seemed like North Dakota. They held on for they as long held as they on, could. And then they let go of the rope and it was just done. But that, that's my point on when like you're the better team, you want the game to be as long as possible and you want the game like you just the more time, the better, because eventually the bigger, better athletes should win in football. Because right? that's where all of a sudden it was like Nebraska was just gashing North Dakota up there. So they go, they, you know, a couple five, six plays later, uh, Nebraska scores. It was an 11 play, 89 yard drive uh, that, la that lasted four minutes and 25 seconds. The next North Dakota comes out five plays, turnover on downs. Nebraska six plays, then a touchdown to. Did somebody say go line? Are you right? You want me play action? You want me to block? Oh, you don't need me to block. I get to catch it. Wonderful. <laughs> I think I was absolutely dying when he scored. I went. Yes, we get to talk about Chancellor Brewington the Chancellor third. Chancellor Brewington the third. He was over there with his pipe and a robe. And Does like, somebody say goal line? You need me in the goal line? No problem at all. All right, here we go. He scored. Jeeves. Jeeves, my helmet, please. Bring the car. I'll be scoring a touchdown. I'll see you in just a minute. So easy. Jeeves, he has his own butler who brings him his helmet and brings the car. He brings him a silver plaque like, Transfer Sir. your helmet, please. Thank you, Jeeves. Thank you, Jeeves. I'm ready to go. All right. Did somebody say goal line? You say goal line, huh? So 38-17, final score. Well, you kind of went there with it. Quite simply, if, if you go, how did Nebraska win this game? Nebraska won the game because, and this, is, this has been my point over the last handful of years with things. There's a lot of things that lead to winning close games. Discipline, special teams, uh, all those kinds of things. But you know what helps win close games is Anthony Grant having a 46-yard touchdown run. Good player. Just being a baller. You know what else helps is when the game's on the line and you need someone to go make a play and high point a, a ball to gain 31 yards to see Trey Palmer. Helps. Like... Nebraska won the game because of Anthony Grant, like you, Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer. You could throw Garrett Nelson in there. Yeah. Like, so this is where I've always pushed back. Like, here's the thing. When you don't have great players, your margin for error is so little. And that's what is a part of, to me, what has been the problem over the first four years for Nebraska is they don't have in these big moments, they haven't had guys step up and just go win the game. Like, like uh, the main game, your, your sophomore year. Yeah. You guys are on the ropes a little bit. Yeah. You know what? Bo Rude, pick six. We're winning the game. Everybody calm down. Yeah. 
Iowa State, you had that 92 yard pit. Like, you know, like it does, you, great players have to make it big plays, and that's what helps you win these kinds of games. And I get that it's against North Dakota, but I think that game perfectly captures Nebraska was no more disciplined or undisciplined than they've been. Yeah. No more better on special teams than they've been. But what, what the difference was is they had the two best players on the field were Anthony Grant and Trey Palmer. And they win one. I, I just think, and, and Casey Thompson, Casey, like hey, Casey. I think Casey Thompson, I mean, he threw, he threw the one pick and he got strip sacked, but like he made a few of those throws that like you're backed up, you throw deep outs, and right? Like, like those are plays I go, I, I recognize going, man, I don't think those are easy throws, right? Like those are throws that are hard under pressure, stay in the pocket. Like those guys give me hope, like those guys with a team that if it can progress and come together, like. We can be very competitive in the Big Ten. Like, I don't know that we're at this point can talk about winning the Big Ten West. I don't think we should even start there. But can we be competitive? And can this team and this coaching staff survive to the next year? Like, essentially, like, that's a better goal right now. Full <laughs> game, six, seven wins. Like, like, be competitive in your division. Like, that's a better goal than, like, we want to win the West because, like, you got to walk before, I mean, crawl before you can walk yeah. and you got to walk before you can run. Like, let's start, let's crawl, let's walk, then let's run. See, and, and this is what is so interesting is because I thought Dirk had a really interesting column about after the game, just kind of talking about the things working against Frost are time, track record, and eye test. Yeah. And it's clear you listen to Frost after the game and he's not wrong if you give him the benefit of the doubt of the moment of talking about, it's clear Frost kind of wants to, like with all these staff changes, all these new players, I think in Frost's eyes, he kind of wants you to be like, let's, we're starting over a little bit. And there's a, there, so there's kind of like two diametrically opposed school of thoughts in a tug of war. Yeah. Is Nebraska starting over? And do we need to view them through the prism of this is almost, for lack of a better term, like, I don't want to say year one, because that'll, you know, I mean, Husker Kool Aid 85, you'd be like, man, no way. Yeah. But, is there's a part of of things that like is is Nebraska kind of starting over or are we trying to view this through the lens of hey it's year five because that's the hard part about this if we're viewing this through the lens of year five this is not going well so far because to me through two games they don't they look like they are not as good as they were last year yeah. and that's but, but if can you, they win more games than they did they last maybe year? can that, win that's all I think that the focus should be on it's like. It's not about just building the program. It is about wins this year. Like, we got to win. And I think that is the part where I, I think they are kind of starting over in a way, but like, you don't get the benefit of that. See, like that's it. I know that it's, it's the wins are going to be the determining factor. You can't win three, you can't win four. You got to go, you got to win six. I think oh, yeah, you got to win you, six. Yes. And so that's where um, I think that's more how I look at it is like, look, they are starting over in a lot of ways. Like this whole team is different. You know, it's all transfers and and this is exactly and, you know the offensive staff's all new. So like, but but you can't. There's no like patience. We can do like right now. The fans aren't patient because I take it as he hasn't lost hearts and minds yet. Frost is not. There are a few that he has, mm -hmm. but until he loses everybody, like I think he'll have a job. That's kind of, I mean, if you I, lose hearts and minds, I mean, 
that's what can you do then? Because the one there's thing, no even, coming back from that. Right? No, the the thing that even Frost touched on after the game when I, I think it was either Andy Kendi or someone asked him about like, hey, you know, you haven't won a game in 336 days. How much does it? You'd lost seven in a row. Like, how good does it feel to just finally win? And his answer was like, I don't even look at it that way. This is a brand new team. Yeah. So I think his point in in Frost's answer was like. This team is totally different than the team that lost seven in a row at the end of the year or six in a row at the end of the year. Yeah. That it's not necessarily about like getting the monkey off their back to win after this big streak. But the fans but feel the that. Fan, he, the, the fans difference. feel that way. So this is, and this was always kind of a part of it, but it's an interesting uh, kind of dynamic that is that is creating here, where it's like, okay, is this? Are we viewing this like it's year five? Yeah. And things should be like, you should start to be seeing that, you know, you know, things yeah. taken off. Or are we viewing this like this is five new coaches, a new offense, 15 new transfers, a, a bunch of new guys all over the field, frost in a new role. All the, are we, how are we viewing this? I would view it as the latter brand yeah. new team. I think the fan base is not for the most part. And so I think that's the unfortunate part is I think Frost probably goes, this is a new team and, Right. It is like they're building, like he's trying to figure out like how they're going to call plays. That's what they're, like, yes. they're figuring things out. They really are like starting fresh in a lot of ways, but um, he's not going to have the, the fortune to, to be able to wait that long. Like right. he's got to show improvement. He's got to show uh, winning, you know, like past five games quickly right he just doesn't have the time yeah and i think you know you, you bring up how frost is trying to figure out how to make this work with whipple like i think sometimes we act like that's it's like again when frost talks about that he's maybe just being honest and like listen we're trying to figure it out like it doesn't have to be, be that they're they're at odds i think they're maybe trying to figure out how to best blend and work together and accentuate what whipple does great with also what frost goes does great yeah. i always push back on people uh a lot of people took issue with some of his answers at Big Ten Media Days when asked that he was giving up play calling. And Frost kind of pushed back on that yeah. and saying like that he was still going to be involved. And there were some people that, that viewed that as, oh, God, you could, this, you got to let Whipple do his thing, blah, 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 blah. And to me, it's like, listen, Frost, it's not like Frost became an idiot overnight. He still knows a lot about offense. And you have a guy who's a great resource offensively. Why would you not want to use him? And he's the head coach. So I, I just, it's hard because I thought Dirk column put a hit it on the head where it's like, there are just two schools or two lenses at which to view these things right now. Yeah. And depending on which lens you're viewing it is probably how you, a window into how you feel about the moment right now. Yeah. Now, the scary thing is, is again, I just, you know, again, this was North Dakota. The good part is we got one more, you know, non not big yeah. time team. Yeah, yeah. like a, you know, like I don't look past anybody. Like oh, Georgia yeah. Southern. Like I hope we play well and like, but like we need these games to get better. Like we, I mean, I kind of wish we didn't have to play Northwestern to start out. I wish we'd had roast beef state. Yeah, and so you can just, you know, build confidence, build this team, put this team together, and, um, you know, go from there. But yeah, we need yeah. We need another warm up game. That's yes, for sure. big time before then Oklahoma comes to town and yeah. then stuff gets real, you know, in a hurry. Because that was a hard part also about watching, you know, college football kicked off this weekend and you watch a lot of games and you just go, boy, Nebraska got a ways to go. 
you know, and I'm not saying you're just watching Georgia kick Oregon's ass. You're like, I'm not even worried about like Georgia and like Georgia and another and just, like you're just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about like, I don't know if you watch the Penn State Purdue game. I watched, but you watch that game and yeah. you're like, Nebraska is not better than either of these teams. That's what's hard. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Nebraska got to go to Purdue. Like, I thought Purdue looked like they were better than Penn State, even though they lost. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Brom, his game management at the end of that game, the clock manager, I should say, was pretty bad. But yeah. So, I mean, Nebraska won. It didn't go when we were talking about what you wanted to see. You wanted to see a stress free, dominant game. And it certainly was not that, but it ends 38 to 17. Yeah. I think you, in like, We'll come back, you know, you know, a year from now, and we'll look back in the season. You and know, all we'll care about is that was a W. That's yeah. the way where, like, you really forget about how stressful it was. I mean, Fordham was a little stressful last year. We completely forgot about that. All yep. we remember is that's one of our three wins, right? right. So, I, I think, like, positive, we got a W. We got to see a couple guys, Anthony Grant. We got to see, you know, Trey Palmer. Like these guys are like. Week after week, they're they're showing up. We're, we know these guys can, you know, potentially be like dudes on our team now. Like so, you know, let's hopefully they'll just continue this trend and keep getting better. And totally agree. Grant, big positive. Palmer, big positive. I still think Casey Thompson's a, a good player. Yeah. Uh, and then you just hope that some of these missed tackles just become tackles. Like the guys are there. Just got to bring them down. Yeah. Go make. Go tackle the guy. I think we were just. We're just like it seems like we're like excited and antsy, like we're running by people. Like all Not you gotta do like, is just, just like freaking grab, like go right. hit them and grab them and hold on and like get them down. Like right. especially if it's third down, just like get a hold of them. Well, and again, get them down. Yeah, and you know this, like because you were a captain, and then you like when those guys aren't on the field. Talking about Henrich and Vocalek, yeah. that makes a difference, you know. And so that's the other thing to keep in mind. You're going to get Vocalek healthy probably this week. You would assume um, Henrich. I mean, hopefully a couple of weeks he's back. Yeah. Because uh, certainly Ernest Hausman is going to be a good player. The thought of him on the field for 80 plays against Oklahoma is a little scary, and that's not to denigrate he's, him. He's a, he's a freshman. He's 18 years old. I mean, he's it's. <laughs> I mean, he's young. He's he's a this is young be dude. Great experience for yes. him, but you still you'd rather have him contributing, you know, every third or fourth series rather right. than like I got 80 plays. Just because there's the more plays as a freshman has, the more you know chances he's gonna bust. And so I, I think yeah, you, you want you want to get Henrich back, you want to get uh Vokalek, and then yeah, just the black shirts need to freaking they need to get it together. Anything we're missing? Or would we about cover? We've got O-line, about 90 minutes. Shirts, but yeah, the O-line. We said it was a big game for the trenches. A little concerning again. Like, I mean, the O-line couldn't. Ju- now, they, they ended up imposing their will late. But how the game went in the latter stages of the fourth quarter, you were hoping that that's what it would look like throughout the game. When Nebraska just blowing guys off the ball. Yeah. That wasn't happening. I'll say this. Big time jet lag. Big time disappointment. That flu that went through yep. the team. Like. I'm hoping that another week. That's what I'm hoping. We too. should look a little fresher, a little crisper, uh, a little bit more healthy. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see how we come out against you know Georgia Southern, but uh, I can't imagine it's going to be worse than that. But I hope not. Um, hey, man. Nick, got a dub. Got a dub. High five. Wrap yeah. it up. All right. Hey, Wednesday wine pod. We'll do our thing again. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. See ya. A Huda Media Production.